You know, I have a personal interest to see the businesses in our outdoor community thrive and prosper. That is why I want to introduce you to the Charles Jordan Group, boutique, Atlanta-based, award-winning consulting firm that is raising sales for many outdoor businesses by delivering strategic marketing platforms. What they've done for hunting resorts, gun manufacturers, retailers, and other outdoor businesses is simply remarkable. Visit them at www.charlesjordangroup.com. It's coming up. We got the Minority Outdoor Alliance Festival coming up October 16th, 2021, from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time at Orvis Purcell Farms. The address there is 560 Farm Links Boulevard, Sylacauga, Alabama, 35151. Come out. Come out for a day of sporting clays, tournaments, fly casting demos, wild game cooking, bird dog demos with yourself. I guess not yourself. No, yours truly. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, bird dog demos with yours truly and mindfulness workshops with my wife, Miss Ashley Smith, and the presentation of the Minority Outdoor Alliance Scholarship and a whole lot more, guys. So come check us out at the Minority Outdoor Alliance Festival. And uh, come have a good time, man. So you can also get tickets, get general admission tickets for $10. Uh, check it out on minorityoutdooralliance.org. You can find there, hit uh, get involved, and you can find the links uh, to get our tickets and come to the dinner. 10 extra dollars for $20 total. Come to Minority Outdoor Alliance Festival Dinner and, and come hang out with us and see the awards and, and good conversations with leaders in our industry and in our outdoor community, guys. So check us out. And if you cannot make it for some odd reason, guys, we always take donations. We need you. Um, we need you guys as much as we need diversity in the outdoors. Let me put it like that. So anyway, guys, I want to also thank uh, the Orvis Company for having us at Purcell Farms and doing so much for us, and the S. Kent Rockwell Foundation um, as well for putting in so much and contributing to this great cause, guys. So I look forward to seeing y'all on October 16th at Orvis Purcell Farms. The Gundog Notebook Podcast is presented to you by Onyx Hunt, crafted to be the number one digital mapping resource for hunters, anglers, and landowners. Download the Onyx Hunt app from your phone's app store today and use my promo code GDN20 for 20% off your Onyx subscription. A bird dog's drive can override his ability to recognize he's heating up pushing it too far, and he's at risk of a dangerously high core body temperature. It's our responsibility as dog owners to know when our dogs might overheat and take preventative action. Exercise-induced heat-related illness, or HRI, can affect even the most well-conditioned bird dog. That's why Yukonuba is spreading the word. 
your dog can develop exercise-induced HRI anytime. But there's additional risk in the preseason when it's hot. Make sure you're hydrating, conditioning, and acclimating your bird dog to the heat. Learn how to identify the signs of exercise-induced HRI and what to do if you see them at www.yukanubasportingdog.com backslash HRI. So there's a couple of things going on right now that all converge to this wonderful, wonderful firearm that I am sitting here uh, cleaning. That firearm is an AYA number 453. So I'm sitting right here in the Gundog Notebook Studios. I'm, you know, in a place full of art and imagination. And that is actually what AYA definitely stands for. Um, a true work of art, honestly, simply does not appear out of thin air. And a true work of art um, begins as an idea in the mind of an artist who then gives it physical shape and form using his innate skill and imagination. If the end product is to be genuine, the process of creation needs to remain uninterrupted from start to finish. And that's how we like to do here in the Gundog Notebook Studios where I got my artwork, my paintings, I got dogs outside. Everything that I'm doing is a work of art and my firearm should not fall short of that. So guys, go check out ayafineguns.com to check out some really, really, really fascinating and, and, and compelling and stunning works of art in the form of a fine heirloom gun. And you can see this gun in action. Just to do a little shameless self-promo, you can see this gun in action um, on the Get the Art film, a Project Upland original film um, about yours truly. I knocked down that first uh, quail that my buddy and videographer, Austin Gautier, he didn't think it was going to happen. So, um, guys, go check out the Get the Art film. We are coming on the heels also um, of my Orvis Breaking Berries Award. And I want to thank Orvis again um, for such an incredible honor. Like, it's just been a, it's been a long, like, prosperous, very fruitful year. So I want to thank Orvis, Simon Perkins, Reed Bryant, Julia Zima, um, everybody, the whole Orvis team for um, unanimously nominating me for the Orvis Breaking Barriers Award. I just, I'm really still mind blown. So thank y'all again. Um, and that just really goes to show that we are out here um, through the Gun Dog Notebook podcast, through Minority Outdoor Alliance, um, really trying to make a difference, man. You know, really trying to make a difference in the, you know, for the Gun Dog Notebook, you know, just the outdoor space. I, I would like to say Upland, but it's bigger than that now like it really is but we are absolutely bringing the unlikely to the outdoors so on to my other sponsors <laughs> before i get on a before i get on a tangent all right i want to say thanks to my next 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 sponsor um biomatrix supplements biomatrix specializes in all natural products created to maximize the health and performance of your animals started by veterinarians Biomatrix products are made with only scientifically proven ingredients. You can check them out at biomatrix-supplements.com. Use my promo code GUNDOG10. Get yourself 10% off at checkout, guys. 
I also want to just do a quick thank you and shout out to my affiliates, Dakota283. Make sure you use my promo code TGDN10. Get 20% off your order at checkout. And also for Garmin, thank you, Garmin, for everything that you've done and the technology that you guys are providing in the field. Um, along with Cable Gangs, Mr. Brennan Landry, I want to thank you as well, along with your son. You know, as I, so I've been um, pouring concrete for all of my dog's kennels, you know, to make them stalls and stuff. And shout out to my granddaddy, E.W. Smith, who has, with his help alone, helped get me to get this concrete uh, laid for these kennels. Like, that to me is a... An honor, like my, I'm gonna be able to tell my kids that that like their great granddaddy helped build my kennel. But anyway, and I'm excited about this little puppy too. This little drip dog is just cool. But anyway, I just do want to give a final shout out to the last few dogs that I got. So I got Drip here, and then I got this other dog, uh, Chloe, who my buddy Anthony uh, Grimaldi. And Jared Unger, who has been a tremendous help um, around here and getting these dogs, you know, worked and things like that when he can get down here and train with me. Jared is, if you did, go back and listen to that episode with Jared, just he's a, he's, he's got the heart, mind, and spirit for this. But anyway, those guys went with me to get my other dog, Chloe. Um, I, I, I thought I was going to name her Pedigree Game Wild, and, and I'm still kind of on that. But then I also want to do um, Chloe Biloxi because I got her from Mississippi. And my grandmama, you know, all of these dogs and stuff is kind of like a gamble. You know, my grandmama used to go to the, the casinos in Biloxi. So I like Chloe Biloxi, too, and I'm, I'm leaning towards that. But anyway, I got this dog, Chloe. So that, that puts me, like I said, six. So that's Ruger, Vegas, and... Jughead, Chloe, Drip. And I think we got a good little string here. I think we definitely got a little, uh, a good little string, and, and maybe I'll get something in the field trials, and I definitely got something to guide with. I know that for sure. So Cheyenne Kennels is on the way. But anyway, guys, um, y'all hear Mr. Drip talking to you. I want to get in this episode with Jamie Daniels. I really do. So, <laughs> I call it Rolling Sixes. And, and you'll see why, but Jamie is a is an incredibly great dog. He's very upfront, like, very, you know, put plain in, in, in the way it's got to be. Very matter-of-factly in, in, in a lot of ways, but I like his thoughts on honestly just winning and having good dogs like to and I, and I hope that even though it is field trial based content it's the attitude of Jamie that I'm really excited you know to, to, to get into on this episode and so you know just listen to I mean we talking about this country's you know top trainer and Miss Ann my dog Love Ridge Ann, she comes out of just irresistible. She goes back to 
Just Irresistible. And Just Irresistible is up for the Hall of Fame uh, this year. So that's where my support's going. Anyway, guys, um, I'm not going to hold you up too much. I know I already talked your head off. Um, but this episode is with Mr. Drip right here. But now, this episode is with Jamie Daniels of Daniels Kennel out here in South Georgia, man. All right. Stay tuned, guys. It's just part of the conversation, you know, because um, I really want to get to know, you know, what your, I guess, modus operandi is, if, if you call it that, you know. Well, that's, uh, I, can't, I can't even spell that. <laughs> well, I can't spell I, it. I, I can I, say I, it, I, though. I, I, yeah, I basically just, I basically just love a good person. And it doesn't have to necessarily be at all like Walked out telling my best dogs we've done dogs. I mean, you know, I, I mean, some of my uh, fondest dogs we've done uh, Some of my memory makers were my were the oldest. Really? Uh, oh, okay. Still, so what's the still, difference? Yeah, I still remember. You know, a good a good gun dog can do stuff to make you, you know, sit back and say, all right, I, I like that. Uh, and sometimes it's okay to not have to. Be try to be two steps ahead running. It's okay to sit back and just be happy that he's out there doing it on his own and you just, just relax and enjoy. Right. It's always dogs. There's very, very few uh, what I call really, really good ones that you can just sit back and they just kind of do it on their own. It doesn't, it doesn't happen. Um, you got to help them some. Uh, and, and you got to that back. There's dogs that you can sit back and run, but if you take your if, if you the minute that you take your eyes off them and you break concentration, you're gonna mess. Them. Really? Where the gun dog? Hell, you ain't gonna worry about them going anywhere. So it, it it's funny you said that. So I've been on this kick right um, recently. And you know you might, you know about all of this stuff down in Thomasville at the Georgia Florida Field Trial Club, you know the owners club down there, right? Oh, great club. Yeah, wonderful club. Um, well, I'm reading through uh the their uh, hundred year book, right? And Charlie Chapin was talking about that, right? Like the difference between a good gun dog and 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 really a field trial dog. And he said, "It's so funny that he's saying the exact same thing as what you're saying. It's not. It's 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 like such a very subtle, slight difference, you know. But it's. I think the 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 best way that I've heard it described is is what you just said. Is you take your eyes off of them, <laughs> they own the yeah, something else. Right. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. I mean, you, you gotta watch. I'm not saying that they're gonna leave you. I'm not saying that they're gonna run off. I mean, everybody talks about." I, I get the old cliche, oh, the whole, like, all these dogs, they just run off. No, they don't. Because if they did, nobody would. Right. It's, uh, I'll kick them in this podcast here, but it's bullshit. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, you say what you want to now. Go ahead. 
Well, I can hang a collar on the, the biggest running dog that I have and take you hunting off the foot. And you would have thought that that's what all those dogs ever done. But you never know that they set you out some mile. I just think that the, the, the field trial dogs just have a little something different. All your upper tier athletes have a little something different. I mean, it's not a, and they're born with it. We help. I mean, we have pets on, we train, we, we don't, we develop these things. Well, I mean, they, they've they, got to be born with it now. I mean, you're not. Yeah, now, they're born. Now, and I think that's the difference. Um, and and we're going to get into into some of the some of that stuff, too. Um, but you really lead me into my first you know piece of this podcast. I mean, the, these dogs are born with it now. Like, you're not going to just also hop on a thoroughbred and say, I'm going to go ride authentic. You know what I'm saying? And, and not know. Yeah, how you're to not. Yeah, them. you're not. Yeah, you're not fishing this up on a thoroughbred and you'll compete at Kentucky Derby. Yeah, like now now some some now some dogs, and this is why we're here, like, and this is why we're talking to you. Some dogs just got it. But I think, you know, what you're really saying the best is although they have that extra gear, because I, I think that they would you know, what you guys run would damn near like the Super Bowl, right? Well, they also know how they they also still can turn down, you know. Well, the only reason they can do it is those ranges and those distances is because they're that small. Right. That's the only reason. If they were dumb and they went that range, you'd lose. Right. And then, and then <laughs> they'd be gone. Out. Yeah, they'd be gone. I mean, they're that smart. Right. They know where you are. They, you know, they just. Um, I don't think that we give enough credit to uh, these how intelligent your upper echelon shooting dogs, upper echelon young dogs, upper echelon college. I don't think we've given enough credit to how smart these dogs really are. And, you know, I've always said, I don't pick the dog, the dog picks me. You know, I can't, you can only do so much to develop a bond with a dog. I've had, I've had two or three dogs now that, I know where they're going to be. It's not a second guess. If something happens, I know where they are. We miss them, and they know, and they know me. Right. They're smart. I mean, they learn. Everybody is a team deal. It's not a all in all. I mean, that, a great dog can make a, a good trainer look great. Right. Well, but, and, and and you said that though. Like I, I last time we spoke, you said that. Like you. You breed good enough dogs that can overcome your mistakes. Overcome as a me being a dumbass. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I try to. I try to. It doesn't always. I, I, we're, we're getting there. We're slowly getting there. <laughs> I mean, that's a, you're, you're talking about a grading on a curve. It's, it's, it's a big curve to me. Well, well uh, look, I, you obviously getting it right somehow. You know what I'm saying? Like what you're doing. Um, you know, the, 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 was it about this, about the third, fourth time I spoke to you, you know, either in person or on the phone, something like that. Well, anywho, between text and all kinds of stuff like that, what, what I get from you all the time, right? Like there's this, there's this consistent theme, like every, every kind of vibe that I get out of texting you out of, out of speaking with you and out of shaking your hand. Right. I've had the pleasure of doing all three in a very short amount of time. Well, well, 
what I get from you is something that you said, and I don't even think you you realize how profound it was. And, you know, much like Project Upland, who I, you know, partnered this project with, right? You guys are saying the same thing and it's profound, right? It's to leave the bird dog world better than you found it. And you said that. Well, I think that takes an incredible amount of 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 discernment. You see what I'm saying? Because I think that it, I think that you've got to put aside uh, uh, your ego. I got and and I'm, I'm, I'll be the first to tell you. I mean, I, I got. I don't I don't have a lack of confidence. I mean, that's why I do what I do. I mean, you don't compete because you don't have some sort of ego. Oh yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm Look, not I don't think you. I don't think you own pointers, and you don't have some kind of. Company. Yeah, I mean, you got to go. You're not going to win if you don't have it. Exactly. Well, that's why, and and that, and that's why we're. That's also why you're here too, Jamie. I want to talk about winning, right? But continue. But you got to put that aside when it comes to breeding your dog, because if you get caught up too much in me, 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 my, my, my. You don't get left behind. That's just all there is to it. Because there's some people that are willing to sacrifice for the greater good of the dog and put away their ego. I want to be on top. I don't care. You know, you know, you've got, if you're doing it for the dog, you got to set it aside every now and then. And you got to go, you know what? I'm missing this. Or I'm missing this with my dog. Nine hundred and eighty-five million acres of public land and nine thousand five hundred sixty-eight unique hunting units. Onyx is the trusted mapping system for millions of hunters nationwide, and I look forward to showing that down here in the South with the film that we have coming up, Land Limited, that is in post-production right now. I actually just got a um, a, a text from my buddy Jacob Lishin, Um you know, telling me that the film is, is, is getting in the final leg of the rough cut. So I'll be able to give you guys some more updates on that. So, you know, guys, just go check out Onyx Maps. If you are not subscribed, I would hope you're subscribed by now. But if you are not, go get yourself 20% off of your subscription with my promo code GDN20 for 20% off discount at checkout. And then I want to just reinforce guys with you but you know just as much as we want to keep our dogs fueled up i want you guys to think carefully about training this summer think about heat stress all right and and just be mindful that you're keeping your dogs hydrated during the summer um you're training early um or you're training later in the day um you're feeding your dog adequately but not overfeeding them because that'll hurt them too in the heat so, you know, just keep your dogs fueled up in the right way this summer um, by feeding your dog, Yukonuba Sporting Dog. I use the Premium Performance 3020 um, 
and so do so many other people too and at this point you kind of see it everywhere but yeah man check out yukanubasportingdog.com uh, and be mindful of your dog's temperatures during the summer alright guys um, my next thing my AYA I'm gonna just tell you man um, as I've gone through like I said these last few projects and things like that I've had this real pretty gun uh, here and have gotten quite a few compliments on it <laughs> I've, I've had it out you know during during some of the the filmings and, and project upland stuff that's coming out and you know obviously they were a sponsor of my film that's coming up um, but I got the gun it's fitted to me perfectly and I it's I mean it's really literally a dream gun and so from that I pretty much sworn to shooting four tens um, for pretty much any kind of my any kind of wing shooting that makes sense for it obviously but that's what I'm doing down here in the south specifically um, anything other than duck hunting and I'll shoot my 20 gauge but um, my biggest thing is guys this AYA is enough to make you literally like be a 410 converter and I know my buddy Charlie Jordan and Missing Sucks um, check them out too MissingSucks.com but I know Charlie would be proud of that statement matter of fact I know he is proud of that statement because we had that whole conversation he was also thrilled that I'm carrying an AYA uh, side by side an AYA uh, number four So you 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 would call yourself a breeder over a a, a trialer? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Lord, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna be honest with you. Trialing is one of the, my least favorite things. Really? Oh yeah. I'd rather breed and develop than go to a field trial. So I guess this field trial is. I got enough is, competition is, in me. Is, is well the, the the field trial is the bar. Yeah. You've got to go. You've got to go run them to see what to see if it's working. Well, and you said this to me the other day. You, you, you know, let's let's talk about the bar too. And and shoot, man, this this puts some fire up under my own pants, right? Like, you're not running if you ain't running with the big boys. Nah, you can avoid everybody and rack up a hell of a point. But you you ain't done nothing. Yeah, you haven't done anything. Uh, there's some there's some great pros all across the country. You know, you can and you can go to enough field trials to avoid them. And you were at the youth field trial line. I mean, the seminar. Uh, mm -hmm. Lord, Steve Hurdle, three nights. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. George Tracy, the winningest. Mm -hmm. Mike Tracy, right there. I mean, you're talking. Mm -hmm. you know, Tommy Rice is a great handler. You know, it, it, go beat them. Yeah. No. Well, th and this is this is where this is what I really liked about that. Right. Like none of y'all at on that Saturday. What I do like is that y'all still keep at the forefront a a winner's attitude, if that makes sense. Like y'all talking about sportsmanship. Yeah. You're talking about breeding. Yeah. But. You know, what I'm saying I think it was pretty dope to watch like Tommy you know what I'm saying, strategize how to run a, how to cast a dog, you know what I'm saying, in the feeling like him working this out with, with, with Mike Tracy with some kids, you know? Like, I think that's more testimony, though, to their, their character. 
the fact that they put everything that we've done in the film world and Lawrence and the Drake music and Steve Buddy Smith done way more than that. Mm-hmm. And Tommy too. Um, but everything I put aside for the benefit of that, that's what, that, that's what was so special about that. Everything I put aside uh, for the kids. What can we do for the kids? Yeah. Just don't be, you know, it's not a pissing contest. What Mike and Tommy did together, yeah. I thought was a great tribute to the game. But look, I mean, this is this is what I really want to get into, man. Like you are at the top of the game, and 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 overall, like we're talking to Jamie Daniels, right? You know, you ran the Just Irresistible, and, and who's up for Hall of Fame, and who I'm gonna say on this podcast, you know, I want, you know, I'm vouching for Bud Moore because Bud taught me a lot, like he did, and he's a good friend, and so on and so forth. But just irresistible, like I've got a dog come out of here. So I got some personal motivations there, right? Like, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No, and, and I am glad you got it. <laughs> I got on a humbug. He's, but a, he's, a, he's a deserving dog. There's, there's several good dogs. There's several good, several good patrons. Um, in it, the, I don't think there are. But I, I really, I like the story of, 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 of uh, uh, just irresistible. I, I like the story, and I want to go through that too. But let's go back, though. Let's still go back to what we were talking about beforehand. I just kind of want to let folks know where we're going to kind of go throughout the podcast. But, you know, in 2021, right, like we're t- I'm, I was thinking about this while we were walking around, and I'm thinking about how, like, you know, the, the landscape has changed. You know, I've been talking to you about Leon Covington and all of this stuff, right? And I'm sitting here daydreaming all day about, you know, way what it was like during the heydays and glory days of field trials, right? And the landscape looked different. And yet you're coming out of out of out of out of the Red Hills, out of South Georgia, running an all-age dog in 2021. Like what? Like, why are all-age dogs still relevant as far as what we're expecting out of range? Based on what today looks like, I think first and foremost, you can't push a rope. <laughs> you can't push a rope. They either got the, they've got the balls, the drive, the ability to go in there deep and show back up and do it in extreme range, show extreme endurance under extreme conditions. That is. That's why I think that all age are the upper echelon. Nothing against shooting dogs, but if shooting dogs could run all age, we'd all just be one big married family and there'd be 150 dogs in there. But that's not the case. So is that, do you do you think that that gene pool is getting smaller? No. No? I don't. I think, I, I really do believe that if you look at what's winning in the shooting dog world and you look at the winning in the all-age world, it's the same gene. Okay. They might not run enough for all-age, but they're tearing it up in the shooting. So, 
by breeding all eggs to trickle down. They might not make all, but they'll make a shooting dog. If they don't make a shooting dog, they'll make a gun. Which is still a nice dog to hunt with either way. Right. That's exactly right. And that's, and, and, and that's you know, fundamentally you what we're looking for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you go back and, and, and probably every plantation in South Georgia, majority of the gun dog people, look back in your pedigree, there's all they do. Yep. I just, I literally just wrote about that in a piece. Yep. I mean, you look at, I think there was, at the National Shoot Dog Championship this year, I think there were 20. Three, twenty-four, just out of Rebel Air, or uh, just here, just one of the national shooting dogs. Yeah. And so the grandson irresistible. And matter of fact, the last four years, been either irresistible, Rebel Air, or now a grand irresistible one national shooting dog. So. The, all right. So let's let's go from there. So you're talking about as as far as knowledge, dog, because like. Rebel Air or Just Irresistible are in and of themselves the, again, we're talking about the upper echelon, like, right? We're talking about maybe the top 3%. And maybe you, and you correct me if I'm wrong now, but maybe the top 3% of the bird dogs in this country, right? Like as far as performance on extreme edge, so on and so forth, right? But then you I would get, say that they would, that they were, they, yeah, I'd say they were you know, in their heyday. I mean, Rebel Air's retired and they're just as dead. Yeah, in their heyday, yeah, it wasn't over. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying as far as just best performances, if if we lay all the performances out on the table, top 3% of the, all the bird dogs in the country, and that's trying to account for the best of the best of the best. Now, it's, it's funny, you talk about all-age dogs last time we had a conversation, and and you mentioned that it, there, there, there's some dogs. We're talking about dogs that can do it and dogs that can, but then we care about production as well. But go further down that rabbit hole. You kept talking about some one percenters, man. And and see, that's what I want to nitpick at right there. Yeah, like, yeah Rebel Air here's this one in my mind. Did you mention Blindsider in there? Blindsider is a one percenter. In my mind, he's a one percenter, and he's throwing champions already. Uh, it, uh, he's the type of dog that I would consider uh, end up. He's just four years old. He's already a two-time champion, two-time runner-up champion. I think he already placed nine times. He just turned. He, he, I think he might be five now. He's a lot of dogs, but he, in my mind, he's a one percenter, and and that's not because I like him so much. He's just a dog that is not over with until you turn him loose. I mean, there's several one percent. I'm grateful that they didn't live through two eras, uh, of starting with Fred Leo, and then you know this last era. What I call some great, great, great dogs. I mean, there's I, I've been I've been fortunate to really watch some great dogs. Now you worked under Fred DeLeo, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. That's how I cut my teeth and all. Let's hundred dollars a week. <laughs> well, that's tight, man. That's tight there. Yeah. Um, so you think your standard of 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 what you call the one percenters? Like, I really want you to define that. But you think that it was influ- influenced by Mister Deleo? 
I think that with Fred, I cut my teeth on the Rebel Dog, and you know, you're always for some reason. I mean, if you're you're a horn guy, you're a Chevy guy, you're a Dodge guy. Fred had Rebel Dog. I fell in love with Rebel Dog. Okay. I don't, you know, but it's come to find out um, I made the right choice when it comes to breed on. <coughs> So you know, they're synonymous with you know being good stud dogs, mm-hmm. good breed on dogs. I uh, uh, I so this this is this is 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 my thing. So coming in right, like I'm, uh, th- this will be my third fourth pointer that I've got at this point in time, and I mean, I, and I'm still very much so high up on Elhu. I think I told you that before, but like. I'm the oh, kind greatest of, field trial dog I ever saw was Elgin Swanson. I wish I had seen it. I've got her Hall of Fame full right here. Really? Mm-hmm. And her Hall of Fame scroll. Brett, send me a picture of that. I didn't know you had that. Yeah, Stan Houghton. And, uh, Stan Houghton was part owner. He got a painting, and he, he gave it to me because she's one of my foundation bitches. For, uh, really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. All right, so... Uh, tell me about that race, man. I'd have loved to have seen that. Oh, Ellie, she's just brilliant. I mean, she was amazing. She used to jump up in the air to see where you were at the coverage. Really? Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I didn't handle her. I, mean, I, I just got to see her. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I mean, just I. I would have never have had the chance to oh, see. Oh yeah, her. she was. Yeah, she was one of the one of the greatest. They retired her early. Uh, she was one of the greatest built on Oaks to this day that I've ever seen. And she happened to be a producer. Producer L. U. Sinbad. Uh, I think there was another one, Mary Hill, Carolina. Uh, and but I, 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 and Sinbad really. That was the dog, man. If through Sinbad, I got my females, and that has put me Okay. Two two females. Uh, L. U. Swami and Quiver River Daisy. Quiver River Daisy also comes from. Actually, comes from Fred first, went to stand out, and then I got her, and we bred her to uh, uh, Riverton Hunters. I mean, uh, no, we bred her to Just White to get Just White Best and Double Rebel Dominator. Why wait? Can't wait? Don't wait? I mean, it was a whole laundry list to come out of that. Yeah, um, it's just a nice, a, a nice dog to breed to. Yeah, yeah, and just and Just White Best, we bred to Riverton Hunters Shooter. And got uh, irresistible, fun seeking hit man, just like fun, just watch, just unforgettable. I mean, I mean, it was, he was a blue hand. Yeah. Okay. That's, I mean, that's, that's dope to me, man, like to sit there and, and do that. But, you know, we, I, I say all that to say, I, you know, I, I very much so like Elhi, right? But like, it was something different about me seeing and learning and watching more about Rebel Dogs. And see, that's part of that's another reason why I want to do this podcast with you too. Like, I think you, I, I, I honestly, the dog that I don't even, you know, I, it's not like I bought the dog from you, but you know, I got a dog uh, bred off of uh, Jug Carlton, and uh, you know, it's some stuff, and I just really liked the dog. So that was the thing that made me want to kind of look further in it as Rebel stuff. Like, what in the world we got going on here? And it's 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 See, just it's a hell Judd of a dog. Loved yeah, Judd loved just here. Them, them two were buddies. I mean, he's, 
you can read about you can see that in the 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 um the Hall of Fame piece that he wrote on her on him. Oh yeah, here here's this one. So, me and Judd and I mean Tommy Rice was out there for a long time. So. He took us for a ride, man. Yeah, yeah he, he taught us a lot. Um, you know, but at the same time, you know, we didn't we, we didn't know what the hell that. I mean, hindsight twenty twenty, I'd have bred him more. I'd have had more blood out there. I'd, you know, but I was a Run plantation, not going to enough field jobs to be relevant. Uh, well, and that's what I'm saying. You relevant. won despite the despite not really working the dog. No, 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 no. I worked. No, God, it, 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 if no. anything, I, I mean, I will say this: that that whole class that I had, yeah, was unbelievable class of young dogs. But I, what, I but had. but correct me if I'm wrong. What was it? If I read, if I if I if I heard it or read it, that you you didn't do like it it was it wasn't like you had like a full on season or something like that with just irresistible like it was oh god no 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 I like you didn't have something something wasn't all the way right there no i had a, I had a full hunting schedule i could only go when i could go right so like the dog was was that's what i'm saying like the dog was incredibly talented despite despite me yeah <laughs> yeah that's what i said yeah genetics will overcome, genetics will overcome uh, a lot of a lot of problems you have as a handbreaker with inexperience, not knowing. Yeah, you know, and and so that and, and those, he did. He he was a, he was definitely a better dog than I was. Now, but I, he was he was always prepared to be in a field. What I what I know now is that the one thing that I did know is he was prepared to win. I might not have been, but he was. Yeah, the dog was going to go out there and do it in spite of like. Oh, he was a freak on the ground. He's the best front running dog I've ever to this day. I've ever really, and that's just blind sider. Blind sider carries it. Uh, um, he, he blind sider's right there with him, and that'd be his son him. Yeah, uh, and uh, Joe Norman, but I'm doing business. Phenomenal out by him. Showtime Sam Houston. There, they just show up up front. You don't know how the hell they got there. <laughs> they just there. Yeah. Oh, that unfinished business dog with Joe Norman. He is a phenomenal front runner. Uh, Blindsider. He can he can be a bit much, but he's up front. Uh, what you when you say when you say he could be a bit much, what you mean? He's up front. You might not can see, him, but he's up yeah. front. But you know, when you grab the if you grab the tracker, he's up front. He might he might be you know too far. But now, I mean, at what point, I think that's another thing that I'm interested in, like, and, and I was talking to, uh, I was texting David Johnson, right? And, and you know how. Uh, no better. I, no better. I, I was, I was texting him cause he, um, I had a chance oh, to. He goes back to the reward dogs. I mean, if anybody knows what a running dog does, that's David. Right. It, it, you know, it was, it was so funny. So you'll, you'll get a kick out of this. So I was interviewing him, right. And he was on here. And I said, well, you know, I, I asked him something along the lines of like, what did you think about dogs range? And he was like, honestly, it was something so plain as like, honestly, run as far as the country, let them run. Like, <laughs> no, he's like, right, right. you know what I'm saying? And, I, and it was just, boom, it was just laid out there like that. He's 100 percent right. I think a dog's got to go uh, from the prairie to the edge country in the Midwest 
and then come down to Pinewood. Yeah. And I think the, the true all-age dog, the true great all-age dog, win at all three. If they don't win at all three, not saying that they're not great dogs, I think that they're lacking. You got to prove to me that you can win in the Pinewood, Midwest, and up north. If you can do that, you've got a real dog. Biomatrix supplements. Biomatrix products optimize health to promote healthy inflammatory response, provide immune uh, neurological and cardiovascular support, uh, support muscle and joint function along with a host of other benefits and the size that I have actually the, the, the size bottle that I have um, it's not the I have to figure it out but it goes a long way is what I'm trying to say it doesn't really take a lot um, and I've noticed you know with all of my dogs their, their coats look wonderful um, they're always energized um, and I really just don't go through that much of it. And it is a wonderful addition to, you know, what I'm already feeding them. You can do the sporting dog premium performance. So check out uh, Biomatrix Supplements. You can visit them at biomatrix-supplements.com. For naturally inspired veterinary therapy, you can use my promo code GUNDOG10 uh, at checkout and, and get yourself 10% off that discount and then check out dakota 283 kennels folks um and make sure you guys when you do go get you a g3 series kennel and uh use my promo code tgdn104 uh 10 off a uh, dakota 283 product check out there and uh my last thing with garmin guys like i said i'm i'm, I'm still learning this 200i and i will give you more on it as it comes but guys if you're looking for top-notch technology check out garmin um they are you know definitely supporters of the podcast and we are hell bent on using <laughs> garmin products um because i love it so check them out you know garmin fishing hunt and uh you know, as always, guys, make sure you go to projectupland.com and subscribe to the magazines. It's Project Upland Magazine and Hunting Dog Confidential. And, uh, you know, that's all, guys. I, I hope y'all are enjoying this episode. So let's get back to rocking and rolling with Simon. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the prayer is, the prayer is just sit back and just let me go. And then we come home and we go into the body. They can't do that. Well, that's what I'm saying. What What is an yeah, all-age rate? That's what I, that, and, and that's another thing, because I'm going to be doing most of my stuff down here. So, like, what it, does... It depends on the country. I mean, you got to... Uh, there's, there's several different things that you got to look at. You know, the course you have. You just have to be able... You have to have a dog that, that will take advantage. Mm-hmm. Of the situation when it's time to run and when it's time to knock. Um, and that comes with handling, and, and you gotta have them. Like, if I come to a 400 acre field, he's gotta take the whole edge. I wanna make sure that I've got, before I get to that field, I've got my hand on him so that I can set him up to send him around the edge. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you gotta have enough dogs to send him around the edge because if he don't go all the way around the edge, 
When he comes back, you're going to look like an ass. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't Every field trial, you know, every course of the field trial, there's certain areas that you know you better have your dog so that you can utilize the running country, especially down here. Up north is not a thing, but down here it is. Yeah. And you know you better have them there. And you better have enough dogs to do exactly what you want to do with them. Yeah. You got to take advantage of. You uh, say you got ten minutes of real life. Well, you know you better hold on. To it. And then it opens up to a bunch of feelings. You need to have a hold to him before you get into that. Uh, it's a, it's a. I mean, it's not. The dogs can overcome a lot of you being not. Uh, not ready, not good enough, not experienced enough to be at that field trial. But at the same time, a guy that is experienced, a handler, he's up for Hall of Fame this year. Robin Gates is the best ever, period, bar none. Shut the door. What makes him the best? Uh, what? Let me let me ask you this. Out of he everybody. Can, he, can be, he can beat you with a chihuahua. <laughs> okay. Like out of I all mean, of these I'm, guys that are going up for the Hall of Fame, like uh, like what nah, for Jamie for Jamie to say for Jamie Daniels to say that what makes him a better? No, nah. no, nah. Robin Gay. All right, no, nah, it's not even, it's not even, it's not even up for discussion. Robin Gay. Okay, unbelievable stuff that he would do. You had, I mean, he could, he was. The Da Vinci go hand. I mean, he could paint a picture that you couldn't go for decades, hundreds of years. I mean, I'm watching him. You bre- you uh you br- you breaking up a little bit right there. You hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. He can do stuff. He he was just he was ultimate show. Yeah. I didn't get to see John Red, his brother. Yeah. I think that uh, Robin just beat you with a dog that was not as good as if you were running. And he did it, he just did it to me. To the end. <laughs> I mean, like, but, but like, how how does how does that happen though? Like, you know, what I'm saying, like, what what about that is just him? And you know, what I'm saying, like, at, you, because you can't teach that. So, at, Robin was Robin was two steps ahead. Of like, where yeah, does Robin, that it, where does stuff like that come from? I uh, genetics. His daddy was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it all goes back to genetics. It right? goes back to genetics. Right. <laughs> and yeah. that, that is the truth. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it all goes back to genetics. Yeah. No, it, it, yeah, just Robin was a. I remember I would go and ride and watch. I didn't even have a dog to run that afternoon or whatever. But I knew that if Robin was running one of his. It was 
one of the dogs that I knew that could win, I would go watch him. Whenever I was trying to figure out how in the hell I was going to beat him ever. Yeah. I would go watch him. Just to see what he did. Just to see him grab a dog and set him up. Where did he set him up? Did it work? Did it not work? Where's where's the bear trap? Where's the you know, because you know, Robin knew every you know, Robin knows every pine tree in South Georgia, North Carolina. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, I, he just uh, everything he did was strategic. He wasn't. He didn't do a whole. I never thought of him as a fly by the feet of the pants handler, just send them and let them go. Robin, Robin had, he had a, a method to try to beat you. It was a game plan, and it was not, it, it didn't just come to him. It was there. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Fernie was another one I used to love to watch because he was a setback and just let him rip. I mean, he just let him eat. Who, <laughs> who, who'd you say that? Ricky Fernie. Okay. I mean, you know, and Ricky and Robin come up together, and, and Ricky and, and Robin was one way, and Ricky was the other. Ricky just just let him eat, and and I used to love that. He would roll the dice, but whenever he, he whenever he rolled sixes, it yeah. was over. <laughs> it was over. I mean, online Southern pride. Uh, but look, but okay, so let, let's talk about that then. All right, so. You know, you're talking about rolling sixes, but when, what do you do? And you were telling me a story um, about getting a bad luck draw, particularly the southeastern, right? Like we can talk about rolling sixes, but it's like what? Let's talk about the story when 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 that happened to you when you you know drew bad. And I think it was you were telling me about unfinished business and Mega Mike. That wasn't that wasn't drawing man. They they had a good they had a good break. Okay, what were you were telling me? One of them stories where you were like, I just got stuck, and you just kind of got a you know. See well, I'll tell you what happened. Uh, uh, Mega Mike drew course two at the Florida Championship race with Unfinished Business, uh, which is probably the showiest course at Chincoteague. Mm-hmm. And now, and I mean that, that and before I. You know, before I say, you know, you could, that's the easiest course to win on. It's not. It's one of the hardest actually to win on because if the dog does not do what he's supposed to do, on it, it looks bad. Yeah. That just, you know, they knocked it out. Yeah. They knocked it out. I didn't, with, with what those two dogs did, it was going to be hard to beat them on the courses that I had mothered up. Okay. And that's the luck of the draw. It's nobody's fault. It's, not, it's just it's just all your fault. I've actually probably seen more trials won on the other courses than I have seen them on number two. Because number two is so hard to show a dog I mean, to get it all right. Yeah. But now Mega Mike knocked it out. And then Joe's dog deserved runner up. Yeah. Just got beat. And it's okay. 
you know, I mean, you I mean you, you, you try to beat him. I mean, I have a, well, I and, run the yeah, you have the Rogue Rebel Dog had the first race and did a great job. I had three fines, and then we got back and spiked it up, and we missed him. We left him going. Uh, uh, Blindsider took off at the, out the front. Uh, we made a hairpin turn, 180 degrees, and, and we missed him. Uh, Rebel Air had had two on 27, which is the first race after lunch, and was doing a great job. And then and then it come a flood. He just shut it down. He just killed it. It's just, you know, it's just, it's what it is. Yeah. I mean, you just kind of get a, you just, it just is, you know, it will, I think that's the you thing. You can't do anything about it. Yeah. I was going to say, that's the thing about field trials. Like you can have, you know, a dog with, you know, that is consistently stellar and just, you know, you just put them down at the wrong spot. And so for the next hour, you know, you just kind of got to get through it. I hope you ain't got to pick them up, you know, and try to get, you know. Oh, anyway, Dan, we do that. I mean, I, I, we, when everybody gets to drawing, if they're any kind of fun, they know what dog wears, and you start planning immediately as soon as you get the draw. What horse am I going to ride beside? You know, you start planning your horse situation. Uh, look at the weather. So the, you know, you look at the seven-day outlook. You go, yeah, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's a lot more goes into it than just turn the weather. So okay, all right. So let's talk about let's go. I guess moment to moment at the 2013 Southeastern All Age Championship, right? Like because oh, it. Well, yeah, with, with just just because it was interesting, and I kind of I, I put a lot of emphasis on that as far as you know looking up that background and things. And from the American field, you know, they always get a weather conditions. They say uh, conditions were ideal for most of the stakes. Sixty coveys were pointed under judgment. The first nine braces with others ridden up or seen flushing ahead, and um, so it was a pretty it was it was a good trial. It sounds like it, you know. It, that's yeah, what I'm, I'm not saying, saying it and it was, that. but but it was consistently known to be that way. But I think I there think was some wet ground there. issues there. There's always wet ground issues. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, they're all. We're always, we're always crossing border. Southeastern, typically, um, you have to have a running dog with you. Okay. I mean. Uh, Dr. Deal uh, has done so much for this sport, and, and he likes—he's old school. He's a running dog, mm-hmm. and he's not all—he's he, always reporting. And he, I want to bet ninety-nine percent of the time he gets it right. His report I mean, was his 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 report was exciting to read. He's a, he's a hell of a reporter. He's yeah, a hell of a guy. I, I enjoyed he's reading happy. it. Yeah, and the southeastern it, it's always a good job. Um, no, nah, it turned the irresistible loose. Uh, you know, on Chickasaw. Uh, I don't think I had a fine until I got on Abigail. Yeah. And uh, you go out to church, you go to another dirt road, dirt road. 
You kind of you can't you uh kind of going out, man. Yep. There you go. Yep. Um. Anyway, there's a dirt road that we used to cross. Dirt road we used to cross. I told uh, my scout judge we've got to do something. Break all this up. Got so many dogs and birds. He's doing a hell of a job in the community this late. So he's right not caught with judging. I said, just hold on to him. Right there. We're in the dirt road. I'm standing, my horse is in the dirt road. I jumped the ditch and out to the middle of the dirt road. And I did this in the dirt road and judge was holding on to And uh, I knew, I mean, we all know, you're going up that dirt road. You can catch a tree line and it brings you up front, but you gotta, you gotta fall out on the right time. They gotta jump it. They gotta do it right. If you don't do it right, you're screwed. I mean, you're dead. You just can't get them back. Yeah. And, uh, I think it already had two. Yeah, it had two fines. And, and, uh, I sent him up that dirt road and I heard Keith Wright said, don't do it, Daddy. And I, I said, him anyway. And I sat on that dirt road and he was going, I'm just turning to me. He just was running right up the dirt road. And, uh, I never said anything to him. And I remember Keith Wright said, the hell did you do that for? I said, well, just hold on. And I squalled. And, and I, he went around the corner. I didn't see him. And I thought that I had him time right. He don't ever go to You can say that I had it. I, 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 basically, I, took, I waited as long as I could without you know, to call on him. And I called on him, and he, I jumped up on the to jump up on the ditches like a little hill. Yeah. And we all jumped on the ditch for He just happened to pop out, going around in pines way, which was like okay. We rolled the dice. Hopefully, he will cross the front again, and we can see him because we got to make a hard left hand turn or Abigail cross over the bridge, and then we get. And get back into what I used to call old horses. Well, it all worked, and then it was just a hell of a move. Yeah, and it, and it made memory. Uh, despite me, he did it because he did that on his own. He had, he had no reason to do that. He could have just kept on running down the dirt road, yeah. went all the way out, hit Gainesville, took the left, went to Ivy. You know, yeah, it, it, it's not. The dog. You you think there's an awareness, man? There, like, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. You know I, what I'm saying? I, like, I watched, I watched him. I know he was coming in from the side and behind, mm-hmm. and I watched him stop at a field trial, stop coming in from behind, and go around the gallery, and he'd be gone. He popped back up. That's the only dog I can ever say I, I've ever seen do that. Yeah, he was not going to come in from behind. He, just, he was going. He was the best front running dog I've ever seen to this day. Wow! And he had a sister that was better than him. Really? He died as a derby. Yeah. What was her name? Yeah. Just waiting for fun, Rudy. Huh. I actually thought that I won uh, the Continental Derby Championship. I won the Continental Derby Derby Championship, but I thought that I won it with her, and I got runner up with Donna and on the line. And I wanted to know it and why did she didn't get in. And I, I, I didn't, to this day, I don't know why. 
I can remember Icon. Hell yeah, and, and I had not placed on you. Uh, you just won something on that room with a dog. You didn't even place that. Wow. She, she was phenomenal. And she was better than you. Yeah. I don't say she was better than you, but she was. She could do stuff. Yeah. Did so wow. So, now I guess. um. You know, at that point, I guess do you do you wish that you had maybe bred in more? I tell you what, uh, I wish that I had a kept more. I wish I had a baby. I think what he's done with the. I think that. Um, I think that the people who came and worked on me and watched him appreciated him and everything that we've been doing had a chance. If he'd have been like where I am now People will be bringing to them too much. Yeah. Not for the dog. With me being on the plantation, I think people that came to work with him and actually got to see Red to him because of what he could do. And I think that those dogs got a better chance because those people recognize what he could do to work out and they were, they were breeders of dogs, not just. Reading American films and the thing down there. Yeah. So I think that, I think that one, he's a great guy. Yeah, I think I'm going to come on there. I don't know. I don't know. But I think that if I, if, I, if I had him now, he'd be a very busy man. <laughs> yeah. 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 And there'd be a lot more people that are breeding. You know, people who come, the people that saw him, they read their really, really good. Uh, I've had people that come up, whatever, like we read Blair's first You know, uh, I had a little bit more of a name. Yeah. They were sending testing, though. They weren't sending the good ones. You know, they were just sending the testing. Right. And now I get the good ones. You know, now I'm, I, mean, I, don't, I don't get that. If I get tested now, this the reason for me. I'm going to rebel again. He gets the ones that are going to be proven, that have been already proven to grow good dogs. And I think that goes a long way that, uh, when it comes to the numbers and what they lose. I don't think that it's just, I think that irresistible is, is a hell of a fire. But at the same time, I think that he would also bring some really good females. Yeah, so I mean, you've got a sub. You can't just breed just irresistible to anything. No, but uh, but the limited, the little bit of time that he got bred, uh, he, he he was he was good. Yeah, <laughs> well, not good, and you got a good dog. Right now, um, 
dang, what was I was just I was just looking at something. I was gonna ask you about that. So, oh, as far as breeding them, man, like you you had this this thought that you know you don't know if you have a good breeding you know unless you breed unless that breeding happens at least twice the same quality if not better i i just don't think that you can breed a dog one time and uh, make all your assumptions on that i just don't i think that i i think that you can breed but when it comes to a stud you can't just breed in one time now, females, that yes, you can breed them one time. You might not ever want to breed them. They might have more But now, I'll give you a, for instance, I bred uh, Dominator Rebelair to Aaron. This rose, I got uh, Dominator Rebel Pack, Champion Dominator Rebel Pack, Champion, two time champion Dominator Rebel Squire. Uh, I made that cross three times. That's the only two dogs I got out of the Wow. The very first letter. I didn't breed her no more. I got something the first letter. Yeah. There was no, you know, there was um, no need to continue that. No, no, yeah, I, yeah, and I tried it. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't that. Um, I don't think that it's fair because you don't know. I just don't think that it's fair that you breed your dog one time and you don't get anything out of it. Uh, and you don't try again. So that means you got a bad stud. I do think that you need to test breed. If you think enough up to breeding in the beginning, I think you owe it to him to you know, make some educated guesses on how you should cross it. Yeah. Because I've had like... Uh, and, and and it's not it's nothing to do it just I just just point being I read Blindsider to a house of lineup direct daughter of house of lineup which I thought was you know the next you know, coming across mm-hmm. they were horrible really horrible horrible oh my god <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't have melted them down and, and poured them in a good dog mold and filled it up. Really? It has nothing to do with House of Lineup. It's not has nothing. House of Lineup was a hell of a sign. Yeah. It just happened to be that that female and Blindsider did not work. And now I rebred him again. Well, you know, Snow Watch Game Strike, you know, one's the Continental Derby. You know, his first batch of Derbies was last year. Champions, runner up champions. I mean, uh, I've got most of my Derbies this year out of Okay. But for some reason, that particular female game was just, I mean, it, 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 not, not only did it not work, it was horrible. Wow. Yeah, we did it with, um, you know, he swam. Okay. And, uh, Rock Acre Black. It didn't mix? Not, not, not like it did with Island Grove Group. You know, I got to look at all those puppies. Yeah. That's for Sinbad. You know, Sinbad was in that group. There was one female that came out of that, and I think they campaigned for a second. But for the most part, I mean, I looked at all of them. I worked on them. They, they, they didn't even breed out right. I mean, it, it didn't work. I mean, it just didn't work. It's just not the Rock Acre Black Dog wasn't a hell of a dog in his own right. Uh-huh. Not that L.U. Swami wasn't. It's just that 
particular cross would not work at all. Well, and I think that's and see, there's that misconception that 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 you can breed a good dog to a you can breed a hell of a dog to a hell of a dog, and he's gonna go, gonna get you know excellent puppies. And no, <laughs> it just doesn't work. No, like that's that. what I've always said. Is that you can breed two rocket scientists, mm-hmm. and thinking you're gonna get another rocket scientist, and and, and you know you don't even you don't even you don't even get a good janitor. Yeah, but no, I mean, I mean you just—it yeah. it ain't a rocket scientist. No, yeah, no, man. yeah. Now you have a, a th- plan. You got to have a plan. You can't just. I mean, you can't just throw two dogs. There's a reason. You, there's you, a reason. Well, you're getting all this stuff comes together. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're gambling now. I mean, it, you know, I, um, you know, I'm, t- I'm, I'm telling you about this dog that I'm looking at Sunday, right? Like, and that's why I asked you. You know, it's, it's out of game ward. You know, it's a gamble, and you know, you like the dog. I think, I think it fundamentally boils down to, all right, do I like the dog? Do I like to look at the dog? Does the dog look like what it should look like? I mean, if we talking about field trial dogs now, and is it? You know, it, it is it fundamentally something I even want to be around. Let's start there. But then, if you don't like them looking at them in the pen, <laughs> you ain't gonna like them when you open that gate, right? You know, Just, I mean, I don't, I don't. If you don't, if you don't like a puppy at eight weeks old, get rid of. It. And, and, and who eight, doesn't like eight week old puppies? I don't I mean, know if you don't. If you don't like eight week old puppy. Get rid of it. Yeah, don't you get rid of it. You're never going to get rid of fair show. Mm-mm. Now you talking about you know again breeding's coming out kind of funny. You don't. What was was it? True confidence dogs that you don't like breeding a year dogs. Mm-mm, no, 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 not that. It's what not, no, it's it? not that I don't. It's not that I don't like uh, true confidence dogs breeding to my dogs at all. Um, Especially because true confidence is bred basically like my dog. Right, but what you? I've got to be. I've got to be. I've got to be more. Actually, I've got to be. That's probably where we got everything. I've got to be more careful of what I breed to true confidence because it can get too close. Okay. I've got to watch what I breed to. Gotcha. I, true I, confidence. I, true confidence is and, and one of the toughest dogs to beat uh, on Luke's Luke's eyes are strange. It's true confidence, wild justice, and tried and true. I mean, Luke had a trifecta that would just kick your ass majority of the time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> true confidence is a hell of a dog in his own right. But he's fun to the rebel. <laughs> he's rebel bred. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I have to watch it. Now, I've got my, my derbies this year. I tell you about nine hundred. I've got puppies up there right now. Post them on Facebook. They're at a Dogwood Bill full sister, which is Dogwood Bill out of two companies. Bred them to blindside. Bred her to blindside. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal litter. You didn't? Didn't you Phenomenal. just post those dogs? Yeah, I just posted them on Facebook. Yeah. They're all gone. They sold out like a day. I believe it. Uh, yeah, and but now I've got two pups up here right now. I got a male and a female. A true confidence daughter and, and dominator small market and Franklin Ash has got a female and I, I really really like her. Okay. Yeah. 
I don't I don't know. I don't know what they'll end up being, but they're gonna be something. Right. You know what I mean? They're not gonna be just dropped. They're they they passed. They've made it this far with you. They're not gone. Yeah. I just think that whenever you start getting you know, line breeding, you gotta be really, really careful and you gotta be uh, you gotta watch everything really close. Yeah. So like outcrosses outcrosses are easy. Line breeding is tough. Outdoor Alliance. Uh, we have our inaugural event coming in October, uh, October 16th, and we are looking for a handful of volunteers who can come out to Sylacauga, Alabama on that day um, at Orvis Purcell Farms um, to kind of help out and, and, and keep things running efficiently. Um, if you are interested in volunteering with Minority Outdoor Alliance, uh, reach out to me at Darrell Smith at MinorityOutdoorAlliance.org. Um, if you can offer your time and energy that day, in addition to volunteers, if you can't volunteer, of course, we would love donations. We're, we need more donations, um, again, for the event to keep things going and manage operational costs and things like that. And we are looking for additional large donors and sponsors um, to sponsor the, the actual events during the day as well. Um, so check out MinorityOutdoorAlliance.org to find out more information about our nonprofit and to donate. Uh, check out the Minority Outdoor Alliance Instagram and Facebook pages for more information and details as about the event as we get closer. And one more thing. So before we get into the episode, I just want to give you guys an update that the American Field Field Trial Hall of Fame nomination voting is to be announced soon, and I want to give my support for Bud Moore to be nominated to the Hall of Fame. So if you guys want to learn more about Bud Moore, you can look back log, you can backlog my episodes um, way back to episode 42 entitled Bud Moore Living Legend. And I also recorded him, Farrell Miller, and Harold Ray at the World Class Hunting Expo on episode 81. Keep your fingers crossed we can get Bud in the Hall of Fame. All right, guys, so I also want to introduce you to the Charles Jordan Group. The Charles Jordan Group is a boutique, Atlanta-based, award-winning consulting firm that is raising the sales for many outdoor businesses by delivering strategic marketing platforms. Some of these outdoor businesses include Prairie Wildlife, Five Star Preserve, Chokey, the Safaris of Graham Jones, and many, many more. Their biggest deal is strategy, growth, and marketing. But on top of that, their mission is to make you feel like their only client. So go visit Charles Jordan Group at charlesjordangroup.com. And when you do, make sure you let them know that you found them through the Gundog Notebook Podcast. So it, it, it is funny that there, there are people that are, you know, partial to the conversation. But I think, you know, I'm on the side of line breeding. You know, you look at my dogs, that's what they are. But I'm on the side of it because I know what I can control. I, I have a better guess at what I can control. You have an educated guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Now let's talk if, about this. If you go with if you go with the older blood, like the rebel blood, mm-hmm. it's been synonymous for years and years and years, your outcomes are better. Well, this in all right. So that that led me into my next thing. Let's just get into like your understanding of of, of rebel blood. Where is it coming from, and and why why is it so dope? Like why do I? Well, I know why I care about it, but like why do you care about it? Over you know you got Miller dogs, you got L, you got all of this stuff. But what's what is what is working about Rebel? I think that they uh, I think when they got it, they got it. We have to do a lot of retraining. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also very young. Um, probably the time's old, and I'm just partial to. I'm just talking to forward to Rebel Dog. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, you know, the, uh, I think that we're at a, I think that we're at a time right now in the field a little bit. There's, uh, we're almost out of blood. You said we're almost out of what? Blood. Okay. No, Sean Derrick and I have been doing it for the past three, four years. Yeah. Five years. Maybe five years. Um, you can't. You, know, you, you just, you, you, you can't let it get stale. You got to refresh that blood. And, um, Sean and I actually were talking today. We took some females that we had bred against and we're going back into the line trying to get females so that we can outgrow to try to figure out where our next sudden is. Right. It might not be ours. It might be Texas Grace. It might be, uh, you know, it, it might be Lester Shockwave. It might be uh, um, Touches Blue Moon, Luke Eisner. It might be Malcolm Story. It might, you know, it might. It, you know, we don't know yet. We we got to figure it out because yeah. you you can't you can't let it get failing, and you can't you know you've got a line breed to get the blood that you want and, and, and what you like personally as a breeder because everybody likes it. Um, you got a line breed to get those things because those females that throw through with their line, you yeah. take alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Then you can, then you have a better chance of an outcross giving you something that you really want. Okay. Now more than likely that outcross isn't going to grow nothing unless you double it up and line it. And then you'll get your producer. And then that'll carry you for a few years. Like I bred Red Belair to be a producer. Yeah, the fact that he went and won what he won, hey, that was just a gift. Yeah. I needed a dog because I needed I needed a stud dog that would breed true. And so far, he's bred true. He, he did both. He, he won what he won, and he's bred what he's bred. And he's derping, you know, and he's always derping the years out of rebel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he was not bred to be a performer. He was bred to be a producer. I got lucky. I caught lightning in my mouth. I mean, yeah, I mean that's dope, and I, I, I actually really like that dog too. But it's interesting you say that, and he, he did that despite, you know, what you what you originally thought. I mean, 
Now, how often does stuff like that happen, man? I mean, and, you know, I, I guess breeding true, we're talking about stamina, speed, confirmation, you know, bird finding ability, you know, intelligence and, and stuff like that. What was the thing that you loved most about Rebel Air and that you wanted to see copied over again? Oh, his uh, man-is-round game. Period. Bird sense. Period. Nothing touches him. Never made, he never made a mistake on games since he was a derby. Ever. Really? Never. Okay. And and he was I mean, able like to do never, that? I mean, literally never has made it. He made uh he was a derby, his first field trial. He pointed, bird got up, he took, he took, I don't know, eight, ten steps, and then stopped. That's the only time. Let me, let me, let me ask you this, since we're talking about derbies, I'm going I'm to hop on that for a second. Um, in that, is, is there, like, what is your personal expectation of a fall derby versus a spring derby? You know what I'm saying? Like, Early season well, versus that, late season. Like, that, what is, what are we looking at? Because I think that the 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 field trial derby, like that's a different standard than what William Brown set forth. Oh yeah, probably back then. Yeah, you know, it didn't have to be broke. Fall derbies didn't have to be broke. You know, um, I personally want them to be broke in my derbies specifically. You know, they don't, they don't run very much. I mean, I understand it. Some of them run. But for the most part, I'm really, really following them on their game. Because I won't, I don't want to have to worry about them on their game come January when the championships start rolling in. And by then, I'll have them run. Right. So I'm, I'm, I, I keep my derby short. To keep them broke until I know I can trust them, and then I build them up and let them start running come the first of the year to go to the championship. And what and and, and what's short for you? I think on the parade, you know, I got something. Short is five hundred yards. <laughs> okay. Um, the biggest thing is that I want to make sure that they're. You've only got one shot. And I don't give a damn what anybody says. I've broken up of them. And I've broken up of them that went on doing a bunch of major stuff. And I guarantee you that I can say the same thing. You've got one shot to break a dog right. You've got one small one. Okay. Let's elaborate. Let's, let's deep dive on that some. If you're doing everything that you need to do from the time that dog the puppy the time is ready to go, you've got a window there where that dog is telling you, I'm ready to be broke. And you've got that window to do it right or to screw it up. If you do it right, that'll stick with him the rest of his life. If you screw it up, you'll be putting band-aids on bullet hole wounds his whole life. Yeah. And I, I've done it. Anybody who's trained a dog has done it. 
they screwed it up. And it, you've got to, you know, you just got to recognize that window. And am I putting too much pressure? Am I taking, am I not putting enough pressure? I tend to put more pressure to see what the dog can take. And then I'll, I can always buy home. Yeah. And sometimes I'm not overdoing it. I'm not, I mean, I'm not, I'm, you know, the air is human. I'm not, I'm a pretty good trainer, but, uh, I mean, still, it happens. Yeah, you make mistakes. Yeah. You, I'm not saying that you can't get a dog over it. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. and, and I think that's a public fear too. I think there, there's this thing that people, are, you know, you, let's say you burn a dog up, right, with with the e collar. There's mm-hmm. this thing that, like, oh my god, I can't get the dog. You know, if the dog cowers or recovers or bolts off or whatever, is is gone. It's a done deal. No, just get them back on. You can get them back. You just gonna it's just gonna take you more time to get them back than if you had. If you had not, you know, your timing had been a little better. Yeah. Uh, the situation would have been. I mean, I know that I've shot dogs when the situation changed immediately when I shot. Yeah. Like I mean, it was like bam, bam. I mean, I, I had my timing right. I thought, and but the situation changed. Like the dog was pointed. You know, he's wanting to cap off a little bit. All right, I'm fixing to bump him with the e collar. Time I bump him, the bird gets. Well, now I'm just associating getting mm-hmm. shocked when the bird gets up. So now mm-hmm. I got I might have a little problem with the bird, you know, when when the dog. You know. Now I will say this: when it comes to the what I call the you know the one percenter, they don't give a damn about all that. <laughs> they overcome it. They don't. You know, they, don't they overcome it. Yeah, they're just diff- they're just different breeds all together. You put them over there. The one percent go in this category. Other ninety nine percent go in this. Yeah. It's just you just go ahead and separate them off that. But I've had a, a black rebel air at nine months old. I shot him his first bird. No woe training, no nothing. He just went out and he just shot, pointed. And I walked out in front of him, picked him up, shot a bird, went out and got the bird and brought it back to him. No woe training, no nothing. Really? And he, he just that's how he come in this world. Uh, if anything, he was too broke. So Interesting. I taught him, yeah. I taught him how to knock birds because I said he is going to come unglued on me. You can ask him. Ever get to talk to Ike Todd? He was right there for the whole thing. You got to. He doesn't. He, he doesn't want to move. I mean, he watched. He had twenty five puppies on the ground. And knock a bird. He's standing there with a point. He just always liked the point. Wow. His sons were the same way. A lot of his sons. Were now what about his what about his daughters i'm gonna be honest with you I, i've had one daughter and she was pretty good about it uh, she, but that he, he, he hasn't phone I, I, I think now i got some phone calls i actually got some garbage this year that are females coming up out of it uh yeah i mean yeah he's more of a male yeah, you know, only throws better males. Yeah, I've got some. There's some good daughters out of him. My father-in-law's got a couple of good daughters out of him. Um, yeah, I mean, Rebel uh, Rebel those kind of a more of a pornified type dog. Yeah, uh, they really, really like the point. Yeah, you got and you got to, to a, I will say to a fault. You got to be really careful because if you encourage it, they'll point too much, and a lot of them are super known. 
and they can smell a bird further than most. And uh, they point way, way off because they don't, they, they really like to please and they don't want to mess up. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. To a fault. To a fault. I mean, I'm not, I'm not killing one. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge Rebel Air fan, but God, he used to piss me off. <laughs> and he'd point a liberated bird from 50 yards in a feed strip, and I'd have to walk around to get that bird out. Yeah. And you tap him on the head, he'd walk at one single one step. You know, I, I'd rather him go on up there and, and get their, here's this boy. Like, when you go back here, this, I never saw him making, he'd be running in Mach 9 down a field edge and swim on point, and if you walk right in front of his nose, and you kick her. Really? But you know, he, he but it was a right slam point, though. Yeah, but I mean, he he just liked to be on top of. He didn't he didn't he, he, he didn't want to put back. He wanted to be right there on. You know, the blind blindsider same way. He wants to be right there. It's interesting. Do you, I mean, but, but they can handle it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is is it a thing? I mean, of course they can handle it. That's fine. Is it a thing where that's a liberated bird thing, or 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 both? You know, can they handle wild? Can you know, like? No, I mean, here's this one did the same thing with wild. Okay. She he just liked being right up on top of them. Oh yeah. Here's this the difference between wild birds and, and, and uh, liberated birds. But here's this was the liberated birds. Whenever he pointed, he turned and looked at you as you were coming to him. Calm point. Yeah. Wild birds, he never turned. Yeah. Then he knew the difference. But, yeah. He, yeah. He, he, I mean, you couldn't. I mean, like if you tried to get in the point of pigeon, he'd look at you like you're stupid. That's how yeah. mine does. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I mean, if you want, I'll go over there and lay down the shade, and you can you can play. Yeah, he wouldn't do it. Yeah, Rebel Air. Oh, I mean, you could. I can throw a pigeon out and and, and stroke his tail up, and he'd sit there until the cows come home and look like a million dollars. But what's funny is Irresistible wouldn't do it, but now his brother finds a hitman. I don't know. I mean, he's a great dog. He's very underrated. Okay. You could. He looked like a million dollars. Yeah. I could. I could stoke him up, and he'd sit there all day. He was the best. He's the most photogenic dog I ever had. Yeah. Okay. Now that that I will, I'll say that the the female that I got, uh, that Judd bred is the most photogenic female that I got, or the most photogenic dog that I have. So whatever y'all doing over there is working. <laughs> Well, uh, that and fifty cents by a cup of coffee, but don't they don't cash no checks on, on, at the end of the field. And, well, no, what cashes <laughs> checks is is a good race in 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 the total package. But, yeah, and that, but no, but they all they all are. I mean, you can go on. Uh, Chris Mathen is a great photographer. Uh huh. So, literally, most of the photo shoots. I can send you a picture of. Youngstown Thrillseeker, Riverton Fun Seeking Scooter, Just Irresistible, and Fun Seeking Hit. Uh, Irresistible was three, Hitman was three, Scooter was, I don't know how old Scooter was, maybe six, and Thrillseeker was six. Scooter and Thrillseeker were brothers, sister, and Irresistible and Hitman were brothers, and we were getting ready for, to go to Ames. So that was a father, two sons, and their aunt. You got a picture and, of that? Yeah. Send it to me. Let's use that for the cover, but send it to me. Brad Harder took it. It took us five minutes to do that. 
on one single quail. Huh. Brad Harder took it. Yeah, I want to. I want to see that's that, the man. Type of dog. That's the type of dog it was. Whoa! It. I. I think you guys are on the way back. I think y'all are on to something, man. I. I just. I'm really, you know, into that blood. But. But look, man. I. Uh. Because I can. I can sit and. And. Uh. You know, go through all of that. But. You come. I mean, your entire family. Is a field trial family. I mean, so so far as your wife well, my, got my, champions. I mean, I uh, got yeah. Got, got, well, no, my 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 wife is a my 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 wife won a bunch of amateurs. Uh, bunch of amateurs. I'm not I, my personal family, like my immediate, my extended family. You come to my deal. You got Terry James, Terry Chesney, Jerry James, Tommy Rice. Believe it or not, Judd Carlton and his other cousins. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Marty Adams, who runs Blue Springs, they are, uh, but not, um, I don't, I'm not like the Tracy's in, in like Luke's. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't the, the, the gates. I didn't come from bird dogs. I just, I got a lot of family that doesn't matter. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't just come to. So. Born into. I I think there's this mindset. Like, what about your background makes you make a statement like what you don't like? You were talking about breeding your dogs, and you were like, "Well, when shit hit the fan, you know, my my dogs go dig up birds," and that's not like a that's not a like a like an academic. Well, I thing. Say that, it, that's that's what men do. That's what I that's what I'm breeding them to do. Right, yeah, but like, what, what, that. what about your what background informs a, 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 you know, that kind of character about your dog? You know, like, you, you have a, a, a very from the, okay. Go ahead, my bad. I think it comes from the. Uh, you know what? I don't have a picture. I've got a father and a son. This left me right now. Um, yeah, that is. Uh, I just think that if you can, if I'm a judge, if I'm a judge, and it's it's uh, it's thirty degrees in the morning or forty five degrees in the morning, everything's just perfect to go by. And I got a dog to go through there and has four or five fines. Does a good job. Mm-hmm. And then the weather just turns to shit. I got a dog to get turned loose the next day, first race after lunch. 93, sun, no wind, 80% humidity. Dog goes out there and just grinds it. Does the same thing as three, four. I'm going with the dog that did it in the worst weather, worst conditions. Yeah. A lot of dogs will look good when the conditions are right. Yeah. But if a dog can go through there when the conditions are not right and knock it out, you tip, you tip your hat, you pay the lady, she's old. To me, it's more impressive. Well, I mean, you the, the dog had more to work for, you know, and still continued to, to, to defy the odds. Um, yeah, and I'm not. And I will say this, and that's everything equal. 
everything's equal. I'm, I'm not. It is called the luck of the draw. If, if everything's equal, if you had five fines, I had five fines, but my dog run when it was ninety five, and your dog run when it was forty, uh, you're gonna get runner up. Yeah. But I mean, again, we're 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 talking about a dog that because you talk about luck of the draw, right? Like it was, it might've been, if you want to think, think about it perspectively, it might've been more unlucky that the first dog didn't have as much to work against. You see what I'm saying? To really, because maybe if the first dog was, or, or the first, you know, brace of dog. It would also might've been if he hadn't got that brace, he never would have been looked at him. Well, there you go. When Rebel Air won the Florida championship, nobody rode. It was first race after the race and it's all back. The gallery was about six. Six people. Really? It was hotter than four hills. We said there's some sun blazing, no wind. And cut him loose. He had five fines just run all over him. Slate side crew unseated him. We come back in. You, 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 go, you go across the paved road at the floor, and you run on what they call 27. And then you come back across the paved road and you run the second and third hour in the afternoon. When we come back across, everybody was at the hitching post. You know, uh, 20, 30 people. And Slade went up. I remember, I mean, I had the dog in the harness. I had to put the dog in the wagon. And they uh, said, y'all went the whole hour. What happened? Slade said, it's over. Y'all running for runner-up, boy. Yeah. And but now most of those guys knew I was running red. Yeah. He said, no, he said, it's, you know, Jamie, it's over. You know, I remember Robin. I mean, Robin, I was braced with Robin. You know, he said, was next to Edgar. I think. Yeah. He got done. He said, well, yeah, that's over. Yeah. He had to know Robin. Yeah. He, <laughs> he had a way of talking to him. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, I mean, it, it was over. Tom Ward wrote it up and won the best job you've ever seen down on 27. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's it, one of the best jobs ever done in the field trials. I mean, I, you know, it, it doesn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. You do have to have a dog to take advantage of the situation that he's drawn in. Some of them make their own luck. Some of them make uh, well, I uh, and I, and I think that's the that's the curious thing that I like about you know the work that you're doing, um, you know, because you also breed your own dogs, you know, like that's that's a a one hundred percent, one thousand percent hands on, you know, thing that you have going on, and so you're you're seeing and 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 being incredibly scrutinizing, you know. And, and being, and I think, I I think that's where we, we start to see like the betterment of the breed and stuff like that, because a lot of folks are like, well, why would, why would I want to run an all age dog now? Like, I don't, you know, I don't have as much space to work a dog. I don't necessarily think you need that much when you don't need it, but a dog knows how to turn it on and turn it off. I think that if you, I think that if you, I think that if you, I, I cultivate the puppies to be all age dogs. I think that if you cultivated the same puppies to be shooting dogs, they'd be shooting dogs. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. I think if you caught the same um, the same puppies to be walking dogs, they'd be walking. Right. But ultimately, what you're looking for is a dog that's highly trainable, and it checks every box that you want from confirmation style, body, nose, brain, you know. They'll all do it. You know, literally, I mean, Rebel Air's eight. I don't even have to run a shot collar on him. Yeah. I take off with a shotgun in my hand walking. He's just going to sit right out in front of me and point bird at the bird. Right. And he just knows how to make his adjustments. Yeah. I, I, carry, I still carry out hunts. Uh, every now and then, a uh, plantation will call and you know, ask me if I will come bring my dog down and hunt when they have something to get. And I'll go do it. Yeah. Uh, one, I get my dogs in some of the greatest grounds there is in the South. Right. And they go, you know, how do you, you know, there's no way that these dogs run enough to win championships. Like, well, you know, I think I had, uh, I, last year I carried out a hunt. And I had Silver uh, Air, Blind Sider, Silver Squire, Dogwood. I mean, I had Five dogs that I hunted that morning for fourteen, fifteen, sixteen championships. Yeah, and they're like, I don't, you know, you're not even, you're just riding there, not even, really, not even singing to them. You just kind of, they're just, they're just smart dogs. I mean, that's, that's just them. I mean, whenever I want to, I can send them. Yeah, and and they know when they pull up to the field. Right. This is they know when I hang that collar on their neck too. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, it, and and it's a different game. I've I've always been, in, I've always thought that dogs knew when 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 it's time to hunt and it's time it's time to run a trial, you know. Um, and that's what we have them for. Well, you know, I I, I don't want to hold too much more of your time, man. But what I do want to do is number one, get out there. You know, next time you and Thomasville and I and, and you and I are together, I want to you know, see if I can't run some dogs with you, but where do folks find you, man? Oh, I'm on, uh, I'm, I'm on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Daniel's Kennels, okay. Runwood, Georgia, uh, Facebook. I don't have an Instagram page. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a Twitter. I don't have a, you know, my number's on Facebook. Uh, and, you know, you've heard me say it the other weekend. I'll always answer a phone call. You know, mm-hmm. if, if if I don't leave a message, I'll call you back. I love it. I, I do. I love it. I love the dogs. I love the breeding. I love where we're going with it. And, and, and hopefully, uh, in the end, uh, I'll do enough that people remember me for the dogs. I don't give a damn about if they remember me, but I, I want them to remember the dogs that we, you know, yeah, that we brought on. Uh, you know, and that's uh, and really that is it. If you're not doing it for the dog, if you're doing it for you, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Yeah. Well, what what do you got to make sense business wise? But well, of course, but I mean, you, you, uh, yeah, but you got to do it for the dog. So what? This is this is one thing that I that, that I want to ask you before before we start heading out. But like, what do you want to say about just irresistible man? As far as going in the Hall of Fame. It, it, you know, I don't know how much of that decision is really, you know, public facing. But what do you want to say about uh, about the dog? 
kid. Uh, I don't have to you know, look at the numbers. Look at what they won. It's the it's the who's who and what's what. And those numbers, those dogs are all still competing. All that winning was done in less than six years. Before it's over with, I'll I'll, I'll make the, uh, I'll be the, you know, I'll be the ego now. <laughs> before it's over with, fur breeding, nobody, no stud dog in the history of stud dogs will touch what he's doing. All right. He'll go down as the greatest fur breeder if uh, if he doesn't go in this year, he won't go in because they're just starting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't, uh, it, it, the numbers alone are crazy. You're talking about six, yeah, let's just say six years worth of running, forty mm-hmm. something championships. Uh, I mean, I can look at it as crazy. And what, but what here is this? I mean, he's still the only derby to ever win Southeastern Poly. And, 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 and there's, and, there, there, he was the only one that ain't been in one after him yet. They ain't they have not been one. Now, what would be dope is if one of his offspring mess around and do it as a derby. That'd be pretty cool. I agree. And I've got some semen left, and it's all mine. <laughs> so, and I'm actually fishing to use it. Uh, but yeah, no, I understand. But you know that what he won, yeah, was upper echelon. I mean, they were in the border and national, southeastern, national. I mean, the Florida. He loved the Florida. Top qualifiers, runner up. I mean, uh, and and yeah, it, it just didn't. He doesn't have to prove himself with the project. Yeah. I, mean, I don't. I don't think there's a dog. Running uh, the, you know, that can touch him as far as what he can do. I'm not saying there's not dogs that have one because there are. You know, uh, but now that you can, shit, you're just not going to touch what he can do. Yeah. It ain't, ain't going to hit. It's not going. Yeah. He's changed the game. The last two, he had two continental championships. Last year, the continental champion was out of irresistible. The Continental Derby champion was a grandson of his. Yeah. So you can't get away yeah. from it. <laughs> no. The National Shooting Dog grandson. Uh huh. Was a irresistible grandson. Two National Shooting Dog champions. Direct son. I mean, there's, I don't, I don't know. We posted the numbers. The numbers speak for themselves. Yeah. If you don't want to vote for him, that's fine. Uh, I don't think that if you don't want to book for him, it's, it's not because it's a, it's a personal reason. It's a, I love this dog and this is my buddy. If you just really look at the numbers. Yeah. Well, if we're voting on what, on, on what the numbers say is, and, and again, what's best for the dog. It's not, not my numbers. It's the field. Yeah. Numbers. It's, it, it's, it's what's five. been, it's what's been laid out. That's right. These are just five. Yeah. He, I think that, you know, I don't think you can touch it. Uh, not knocking their Shadow Oak Bow, Aaron's Wolf Creek. I think they're great dogs. Riverton Fun Ticket Scooter, great dog. Produced, you know, here's this. Right. So, what I guess, yeah. all right, so did, this is my why. All right, why not Scooter versus or Fun Ticket Scooter versus uh, Irresistible? Like, 
they're just, you know, they're and related. That's a very strong argument. Uh, only reason I can, the only reason I think that, I think the fun seeking scooter kicked off. I think that me breeding the scooter, me and Tracy breeding the scooter, kicked off. Um, I think he was overlooked. You know, at, at that time, it was a big white dog here. Yeah. Uh, you know, Snow White was killing it. Uh, there's a lot of dogs. There's white dogs. You're talking about white, white, com- white dog company for folks that, you know, are wondering. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Farrell Miller, Jerry Lister, all of that stuff, yeah. Yeah. Joe Dunhouse, Icon, yeah. uh, Ricky Chisholm. I mean, and by all means, they, they had every right to be killing them. I mean, they were kicking everybody in that. I mean, Scooter. I think that he probably he was a great competitor. Uh, I think that I was the only one that bred to him. I think that uh, he didn't get the opportunity breeding. At the time, at the time, there wasn't a need for the scooter, and that, and that it doesn't mean it, it sounds horrible, but everybody was so white dog oriented they overlooked him, and I didn't. Uh, I think that he didn't get uh, bred to. And can I make an argument for him not going to Hall of Fame? Hell no, I can't. I think he deserves to go. I think Shadow Oak Bow deserves to go. I think Aaron's World Creek deserves to go. Yeah. I think you've got four dogs that deserve to go into the Hall of Fame. Well, they wouldn't be up there if they didn't deserve to go. Well, I mean, you can nominate any dog that's dead for the Hall of Fame. That don't mean they deserve it. Yeah, but those I th- four dogs, those four dogs, uh, they all deserve to go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they do, and whoever they pick, whoever they pick, I just think it's irresistible. Like, um, you know, Fun Seekers Rebel didn't go the first couple of times, yeah. and I can remember Frank Fonseca calling me, who owned Fun Seekers Rebel, after Irresistible and Rebel Air really went to doing their winning and producing, it. and if it wasn't for those, Fun Seekers Rebel wouldn't have went in. Yeah, and. Scooter is direct son of Fonseca's Rebel. Well, it just so happened that Scooter didn't get bred to like he should have. There's a lot of people that I know that I wish I could have read Scooter. Like I told you, but y'all are, I mean, not knocking what they're breeding. But, do you do you yeah. think that's yeah. that 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 white dog thing is still? I mean, because I mean, I got a dog out of you know out of uh, you see my dog it was Miller's online and all of that stuff. Um, do you think that that's a thing that's just popularized now, or you think that's something that's going to sustain just that that white dog craze? Not craze. I don't want to say it like that. I like the dogs. Don't get me wrong, but you know, do you think that there's going to be a shift? No, you don't think so. No, I think I think I think what you what you're going to see now is you're going to see that uh, you're seeing with DNA, you're seeing a narrowing, a narrowing of bloodlines. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, yeah, it's just what DNA did. DNA made you prove this, that, this, that, this. So now there's not there's not a lot of blood out there that is consistently producing women. So the gene pool is limited. I think that what you're going to see in the future is 
everybody, you know, throw their hat in a circle and let's do it for the better of the better of the dog. Yeah. Which is what I think the English setter people screwed up. They did yeah. You Porter, know I think the Porter people did it right. No, you know what? That's wrong. actually is it's funny you say that. So that's actually written down and documented in um uh AF Hotchwalt. You know, he's he was an old school field trial reporter, right? Mm-hmm. He critiqued the setter folks for exactly that. He was saying that again, it, it it was it was literally doing exactly what it was that the 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 pool was getting too small. The setter people did not throw in their hats soon enough. Oh no, the setter people went into the whole um, they got into this whole COI coefficient of inbreeding. Uh huh. Uh, they got all these statistics and numbers and, and basically what it was was you know, I've got a twenty two COI opening and I'm saying that it doesn't work. I don't but if you just look at what's going in now, since DNA. Since DNA. No. Well, I mean, yeah, it, I'm not knocking him. I mean, I like him. I don't care. But he's a border collie. He's bringing it to the line. Across the board, he's had better luck Well, and, and, and you again remember to, if we think about the history of field trials. So, uh, setters were on top for a while, right? And it was, it was that, that diminishing bloodline and pointers ended up catching up if you think about it now and then well, they, t- they, 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 they took take over people say that say that last part again you broke up winners to get wins just because a dog's winning doesn't mean that the dog is doing great yeah you need to be on. Yeah. Yeah. You might not have it. You might not have it. You know, you strike. You read my body. You know, you strike. But it's a direct outcome. You hook body on it. You know. He's a snake. Well, Bob Whitey's motor snake. Well, Whaley was it's always true. talking about looking for an outcross. But he ain't going to have yeah. For uh, uh, silver innings. But anyway, the uh, strike was his best performance. He only bred strike just a little bit. He only line bred it until he got snake bred. He promoted snake bred because he was going to be, he would be more concentrated by playing the club. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. Well, snake foot was also, by, you know, Mr. Whaley's last. Hoorah! Also, you know, and and if you think about it too, I think the hype of that and the energy behind that, I think too many people getting their hands on that starts to cut, you know, cut into that snake foot blood too. Like it, you know, because now it's too common to say, "Oh, I got a snake foot dog." Well, Jamie, when when we hanging out, man? Uh, I got to leave to go to prairie. We get, we get together this fall. I'll be ready. All right. All right. They got a move. We bought a big, we got a Daniel Skinner's moving. Where are you uh, moving? Well, uh, is that disclosable information as of yet? Yeah, yeah. We're moving. We're moving, we're moving a little bit. 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 We're moving a little b
Okay. Uh, gonna do it. Take on a few more training dogs. I'll be, I'll be set up a little bit better. Where, uh, and the more people. Right. Yeah, yeah. Won't be long. Well, I'm I'm gonna come out. The there. Door's always open. Well, I, I I know, but I want to get out there and work some with you and run and, and run dogs and you know just learn a little bit, man. You know, if you, if the door's open, why not take it? You know, take take you up on that offer. Yeah, door's always open. I got I got a pile of young dogs. I'll be working. All right, my business. Come on. <laughs> All right, man. Well, look, I appreciate talking to you on the podcast. And uh, of course, you know, I, I, I want folks to keep up with you in the American field and, and continue to support youth trials. Also, um, you know, the Youth Field Trial Alliance um, and, and everything that's going on in Alabama and Dixie Trace Field Trial uh, Association. And that whole nine. But anyway, guys, it's another episode of the Gun Dog Notebook Podcast, and I appreciate it. I'll catch y'all next week. All right. I just want to end the podcast, of course, on a high note uh, and just say thank you to all of my sponsors Onyx, Yukonuba, AYA, Biomatrix Supplements. My uh, affiliates, Dakota 283 Kennels, Garmin, Cable Gangs. Um, just, you know, really want to tell you guys, thank y'all for the support, the unprecedented support that I, and you know, for all the work that I put into this show. Um, and just, you know, some of the new things that I'm, I'm trying to bring forward and new insights and new life happenings and, you know, new relationships and things like that. So all of that to say, um, thank you guys you know 1,000 times over um, for your support and your listenership as well um, you know sometimes I just sit back and reflect on uh, just uh, the amount of time that I've been doing this podcast <laughs> and it's, it stays interesting for me so you know thank you guys to, to the listeners and my sponsors um, thank you guys and we will be catching you guys on next week's episode with Jamie Daniels. So stay tuned for that. All right, guys.